With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Michael J. for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost. To post 9-11 vets and their families, over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org. Good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Always Smile and Face podcast on the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel, which is now part of 90 Men's Football Network. So we are here. We've got some... Big things to talk about tonight. Um, as always, it's myself, Chris, joined by Decker, Mark, and Bestie. So we'll start with the good news. Congratulations, Mr. Best. Thank you very much. So as you, people you who are waited. watching... You should have no, waited to see if anybody straight in there. We're straight in there. Straight it's really far away. So everybody who is watching this while and listening to the audio podcast, um, as you can see behind Bestie, there's two little miniature kits. Um, Bestie announced today that he's... Having his second child, he's joining the, the two-child club, which isn't a great club to join. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, Bestie. Well, well <laughs> he is, at least. We haven't had confirmation that, that Bestie's joining. But, yeah, that, you know, that we'll, is true. We'll, we'll believe him. <laughs> well, I mean, I suppose I've got his, you, you can't prove, can you really, without going down the kind of uh, the dad check line and all that. Like, So <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to tell with it. But anyway, congratulations, mate. <laughs> Job well done. <laughs> yeah, I not too bad. Doing well done. <laughs> well done. I didn't know you had it in you. <laughs> that's, that's two and two seasons now. That's uh, like I said, I'm on par with Joel Linton, more or less. Yeah, he's probably a slightly bit better than Joel Linton, to be fair, mate. It's it's good, like, huh? um, and frankly, that's prolific. <laughs> let, let, let's bring it back down to reality. Um, obviously, we we done the live watch along on Saturday evening, straightly uh, followed by. Um, our instant reaction, uh, which also went as uh, a live viewing. We all said, well, I'm seeing what all said that we didn't, but I was pretty confident that, that Bruce wouldn't be here at this point. Now, um, Decker, you put a bet on um, that he would be sacked. Uh, you yeah, put 50 quid on Bruce to be the next Premier League manager to be sacked. We're here. Um, Rumour has it that Ashley's advisors has been telling journalists that Bruce isn't going anywhere, anywhere soon. And because they want to repay Bruce for his loyalty. Um, 
that baffled me that sentence uh, more than what it did to, to stand by him. Uh, but I'll, I'll come to you, Decker, because you were the one that's just spunked 50 quid on this. Um, how are we in this point, man? How are we at this point now where he's still the manager? And I think Mark said it. No other Premier League team, no other team in world football, I think Mark said, would stick by their manager with two wins in, in 20. So why have we done this? I don't have the answer, to be honest with you. I mean, I, I wish I did. Um, I think the loyalty thing, I, I can only really put that down. I think someone commented back to me when I said I, I, loyalty. I, I didn't understand that. Somebody said that, is it because he's been, like he hasn't criticised Ashley at any point in the media? He's never, ever, ever said anything bad about upstairs or lack of money or lack of, I don't know, belief in his ability, like just nothing. So I don't know if maybe Ashley classes that as loyalty. I'm not sure. Um, but how we're in this situation is, is beyond me. It really, really is. Um, I think that, you know, it, it's a funny one because I, I do like it when clubs try to give a manager a chance. Like, mm. There's so many clubs out there just go through managers, you know, every five minutes, you know, five yeah. games I haven't won the round, six games out. And I can respect that to a degree and, and the clubs try to stick by him. But now you're, you're well, would definitely say before, even Sheffield United, I keep mentioning that was the game for me where we should have gone. But you look at it now, two wins and 20 and all the rest of it. Now, surely is the time, and especially the game that's just gone, being the biggest game of our season, losing it so convincingly, losing it. That should have been the last, the final game. Mm. Um, I'll come to you, bestie. Um, th- those shirts are really putting us off. I'm not going to lie, mate. <laughs> really, really putting us off. Kind of like there's a gap between your shoulders and the shirts. Um, <laughs> the yellow one's lush, isn't it? The yellow one's so lush. <laughs> it, it is. It is. We'll, we'll it is. talk about that yellow one later on. Um, <laughs> what, what's your thoughts on the bestie? I, I think you you said during that that instant reaction that that Bruce would definitely still be here. Um, yeah, I have no doubt. Like it's. Um... It's weird because during the game, I remember feeling like it felt like this could be it. It felt like this, it can't possibly. In a normal club, if you want to put normal in inverted commas, um, he wouldn't last two wins in 20 games, would have gotten the sack long before the 20 games had been played. Um, Newcastle being Newcastle, and we've seen, I mentioned on, on Friday night that it was, it reminded us of when Pardew was manager, and there were so many games where I thought, well, that's the one, that's yeah. got to be it. Michael J. for Hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost. To post 9-11 vets and their families, over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org and then here we were a week later two weeks later as it'll be in this case because international break and he's still there and he's um it's suicide it's yes signing your own place in the championship next season by doing it i think like it's and um yeah i, I worried not worried i wondered when keith downey it was that i read who said um it was actually it was bruce's loyalty being repaid and I was scratching my head thinking he's been here a year, a season and a half, nearly two seasons. And all the only thing it could be loyalty wise is what Decker said about not criticizing, not not pushing things upstairs, not deflecting. Mm. Um it just kind of getting on with things. Um it's yeah. just doesn't there's nothing he's he's <laughs> I don't know. It, it's I, I think there's a, a lot said about loyalty and stuff these days. Oh. And if, if 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 my work 
if I was doing as badly as my job as he is, and I was looking at four million pound in a mouth by packing in, I probably wouldn't either. But um, it doesn't make you. It doesn't make you a fan. It doesn't make you one of us. It's a completely different situation. Yeah, I'll come to you, Mark. Who is, is tonight's sport an absolute fantastic and underrated Newcastle United shirt? I would say I love that Correct. shirt. Great Bye. shirt. Um, look at looking at a great season <laughs> as Newcastle United fans. Um, what I wanted to mention is is both Decker and Bestie mentioned they're likely being probably the likely towards Mike Ashley and Charlie by not slagging them off. Um, Steve Bruce has slagged everybody else off, including his own playing staff. Uh, but for some reason, he hasn't criticised the likes of uh, Mike Ashley and Lee Charney, wherever he is these days. Um, from Mike Ashley's perspective, Steve Bruce doing that, it, it's a complete polar opposite to what it was. And that was six and a half minutes in, but the name's coming up. So <laughs> what it was under Rafa Benitez, because Rafa Benitez was that manager who towards... The end of that season, his he's last season at Newcastle United, he was literally coming out and saying, this isn't good enough. The fans deserve more. The owner doesn't give a shit, basically. Yeah, and and, and that sums it up. The fans want more. It wasn't just the fans, was it? Rafa, Rafa wanted more. He he could see what the, cap- the the club was capable of doing in in the right circumstances. Um, but yes, you, you're right. The... He would question Ashley, he would question his motivation and why he made certain choices or why he didn't make certain choices. And you 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 look at this situation with Bruce and there's just there's no logical reason as to as to why he would he would persist with Steve Bruce's manager. Um as you've just said, Chris, after two wins in, in 20, we're we're sitting in this situation and it's you would you would just love to understand what what his thought process is because you just it, it beggars belief that you, you can be sitting here in in the position that we are at a risk of of jeopardizing a potential you know sale because apparently he's still pushing for it he's, he's doing all this legal challenge and and stuff like that it's going to obviously affect the value of the club as well. So if he's wanting to to make the most of it and do what he says he wants to do, which is to sell the club to allow it to be taken forward, why would he risk everything to stick with Steve Bruce? And I guess yes, he's shown some sort of loyalty to back towards him, but there's there's just no rhyme or reason as to as to why we find ourselves in in the situation that we are. Yeah, I'll stay with you, Mark. Do you, obviously, on the back of that, do you not think we're at the point now, and I, I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, a couple of games ago now, do you not think we're, we're kind of at, at a standoff now between Ashley and Bruce, where, where Ashley is hoping that Bruce is going to walk, but then Bruce is hoping that he's going to get sacked to get that payoff? And we've seen it over the last two games now where Bruce has, has started to to blame himself, something which we haven't seen, and he's starting to say, I take full responsibility for this. Do you think this is at the point where Bruce is basically saying, I've 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 kind of had enough here now, and why leave when I could basically push Mike Ashley make that decision, and I get that four million quid because we we've mentioned this a few times. Bruce wants to be gone out of this football club before fans are allowed to to voice their opinion on the pitch side. So it, it, it's clear to everybody that his time is up, except you know, as you've just said in in his comments, it appeared that he thought his time was up. Um, there's been lots of rumours that the, the players thought his time was up. 
um, that have came out over the, the course of the weekend. But for whatever reason, it it doesn't it doesn't seem to be taken forward now. If Steve Bruce is under that impression, I can understand he wants to get that payoff. But look, when you've got his amount of money, is there really much of a difference between four million and two million? Obviously, it's you know it's two million pound to the, the normal person. It's it's a, a a huge huge sum of money. But he's already a multi millionaire. He's got he, he'd get a payoff anyway. So why don't you just do what what most clubs do and most managers and owners do when you're in this situation? Is you come to a mutual agreement, have a discussion. All he's got to say is, I don't think it's working out as best as I can. Steve Bruce turned around and says, well, yeah, I think I've maybe taken it as far as I can. Things aren't working out. Right, how do we take this forward? Obviously, I don't want to resign. You don't want us to sack us. So we need to, we need to make, a, make an agreement on, on how we move forward with this. Now, whether they're both being so stubborn that neither of them wants to do that, we know how stubborn Ashley can be. We've seen much, much evidence over and over the years of, of his absolute pig-headed stubbornness that, he's, that he can show. But when he, when he, we know he's a gambler, but he's, he's, he's gambling with millions and millions of pounds. He's gambling with the future of this club. He's, he's gambling with all of our lives because it, it means a hell of a lot more to us than it does to him. Uh, and he just needs to, to make a decision one way or another. And if he is going to keep him, then he needs to come out and say that and and try and explain the reasons why. I don't for one minute believe that he will. But the other option on the other side of things is, is that they, them two need to get their heads together and come up with a, a solution that will allow us to move on as a club. And that solution has to be mutual termination of the contract. It has to be. Yeah, it's something which I mentioned last week that you would hope that both parties would meet halfway and basically say, right, give us half me payout. Um then 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 take it from there. Um I'm not sure who it was, it might be new Mark that, that mentioned this, but we'll we'll come straight back to Decker. Um in regards to, to Mike Ashley wanting to sell the club to take it forward, I think we've all agreed in the past that Mike Ashley doesn't have to to sell the club to take it forward. We had a manager in place that was going to take the club mm-hmm. forward. And if you had to just give him what he wanted, which wasn't a huge amount, when you look at the grand scheme of things, what we've paid for to bring Bruce and his coaching staff in, if you had to give Rafa Benitez what he wanted previously, are you all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's oh. Steve, no, Steve, sorry, Steve Bruce is looking in the window. <laughs> no, you see that there? That button there looks, does that look mm-hmm. like a black dot to you? Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, because I look and thought, what the fuck's the Is it half in? No, it's the light. It's just the light. It's oh, all right. see it now. Sorry, apologize. This is great for an audio podcast. Though, <laughs> sorry. 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 Um, yeah, so so uh, Mike actually had something great in here. He didn't have to sell the club. Yes. yes he didn't have to look at selling the club. If he had a built on that project under Rafa Benitez and worked with Rafa, then we would have been in a completely different situation right now. Well, I'd also like to say I've just paid more attention to detail of that button than Steve Bruce does <laughs> to an opposition, right? So, but anyway, um, no, uh, yes, of course. I, I, the, what I think with the Rafa situation, I wonder if maybe Ashley and his thought, you know, it's down the line where he will always want more. Rafa will always want more, want another player, want improvements made here. And maybe Ashley's thinking, you know, I can't really be asked every window to have that conversation. 
which yeah. is wrong, by the way. I'm not saying that in the defence of Ashley. I'm just saying that's maybe what he has thought. Hmm. I, might, I might give him what he wants now, but then what happens in January? Like I've got another battle on my hands. However, um, as I said last week, and I'll say it again, you know, you, you, you've, you've, there was people in the club coming out saying that, God, you know, since we've gotten a world-class manager in place, we, we know what it means now. We, we understand how it should be run. We understand where we should be going as a club. Charlie was coming out in the programme saying loads of bullshit. And it, it did feel the whole club had turned on its head and everybody collectively knew, ah, okay, this is what can make a successful football club. Well, then obviously getting rid of Rafa in the, the as I've said before, the owner's best option of, of trying to carry that on was Steve Bruce. He's honestly sat there. I mean, my question, a lot of years, I don't think I've asked this before. Remember the list apparently they had and he was 13th. I know the club said that he was top of that list. If he was top of that list, right, <laughs> well, we are fucked because if he was top of their wanted list, Christ knows who's going to be on it well, now. We, we know for fine well he wasn't top of that list. We, we well, know that's for true, fine yes. well he wasn't. The club yeah. just came over that to, to, to show a bit of, um, what's the word? I'm Loyally towards him. Loyally towards him, basically, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. No, you weren't 20th on the list, Steve. Yeah. You're, you're first yeah. bo- bollocks. Bollocks. I, I would hate but, to see the, the list if he's first in it. Right, there was exactly. there was people publicly turning the job down, wasn't there? So that, that goes to mm-hmm. prove that the, the yeah. job was offered out out to, to, to various managers. It was it was it was clear that Arteta was was the first choice, and Arteta didn't want it. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but in, in regards to the the, the Bruce situation now, I totally agree with what you've said about the mutual agreement. And I I will be honest here, and Bestie, I know hates him with a passion in regards to how he's treated other clubs, and you know just walked out and things like that. I did honestly think if we got to this stage that he would willingly call a time and go, you know, it is right. Listen, I'm I'm clearly not up to the task. I'm getting absolute abuse every angle that, that, that that's coming at us. My son's getting shit. Probably his own son's told him, right, that he should be leaving. Surely that conversation's happened. He's probably Shira said to his dad. Him, mate, Shira told him not to take the job. That's well, that's true. Him not to take. The, he must have people within within his own little fan club saying it, maybe it's time to walk away. Um, and it is shocking that he that he, he won't even have that conversation and maybe a mutual mm. termination. He's just hand, hands down saying, I'm not leaving. That that yeah. could be from both sides, or that that could be from from both sides. So so Bruce might be sat there waiting for that conversation to happen. It's just not coming from those above him. Um, Bestie, uh, in regards to, to Bruce now, he, he is a wealthy man. Despite this, so do you think it's because he's so he in his head and look look across media now, look across the fan base. The, the tide has shifted a lot with the media, with, with the majority of them, I would say. Um, yeah. A lot of them have yeah. been coming out saying, no, no, he has to go. Like, there's no way that he, he can stay in this position. Do you think now he realises he's at that edge of the cliff? So rather than stepping, he's just waiting for that, that last gust of wind to push him over now because it's so close to happening. It has to be. It's really hard to say, mate. I mean, when you look at I often wonder, like, when, you, when you're in that, in that bubble, as it were, like when you're the one kind of in the club and you're taking training or you've got your coach, you've got your playing staff, you've got your, the kind of mechanisms of the club around you. And especially this season when the crowds haven't been allowed in and it's all been taught with keyboard warriors and whatnot, I don't know if if there's an appreciation of how bad a job he's doing there. I mean, um, you hear tales about people, why don't you go and tell Lee Charlie, you know, when he said that the other week, I think mm. that was quite telling because that would imply that that has been happening. Um, yeah, 100%, yeah. So he must surely know that all's not rosy. All I can think of is um, Mike Bassett. 
Mike Bassett when he's <laughs> when he's getting pelters and press conferences and stuff, and he's like he's doggedly hanging on. And ironically, Mike Bassett was England manager, fictionally, obviously England manager. To just to break that illusion for anyone that wonder <laughs> if it was a, a proper documentary. Um, I know that is talking shit that um, the video of Kevin Keegan when he left the England job. Mm. And I, I, I sat and watched it. And I'd, I'd seen it a few times before. I watched it live, you know, when I was a kid and stuff. And to watch that now, Keegan basically, I've made, I'm just not good enough. I had to go. I'm not good enough. I, the, the fans have let us know, you know, that I, I thought I could get more, but I couldn't. And that's the England job. That's not, that's not a Newcastle job. I know Bruce purports to be a Newcastle fan. That's Keegan who played very well for England, you know, did well in the 82 World Cup. Um, a proud Englishman saying, I've had a, I've had a swing at it. I've maybe it's lasted longer than I should have done after the year 2000, but I've had a go here. And just, I mean, when he packed in the qualify for the World Cup, <laughs> that's, the, that's one of the bits I had in mind, Graham, actually. Um, I wish we would just play 4 4 2 if I'm being honest. So, so, so Graham, Graham Dougal has just put a comment in there saying at least Mike Bassett wanted to play a 4 4 fucking 2. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's true. Huh? But I am um, like the Keegan there. Um, it was someone just saying, like, I have, I, I, I'm pretty good at what I do. I think I've maybe been here a bit too long, but that's, that's enough. I'm not good enough. And like I say, England qualified for the World Cup. He left at such a time. I think it was only the first qualifier against, um, it was last game in Wembley, wasn't it? Pete Mahaman scored for Germany. Yeah. Um, he left and England qualified for the World Cup. And to me, I think if Shearer had stayed, if Shearer had been fit, might well have won the World Cup. Mm. Um, but that's another story altogether. But yeah, to go from that to Steve Bruce, who is taking Newcastle down, there's no two ways about it. We will, I'm totally convinced, we'll get relegated with him in charge. Um, might already be too late to change things. But for him to kind of, oh, I'm not going to let the team down. I'm not going to, I'm going to do what's right for Newcastle and then not do what's right for Newcastle. The difference is so stark. I, I just it want is. to jump in for two seconds there. I completely agree with what Bessie said there as well. And I'm going to go back to someone who I really didn't like. Rude Hullet. Rude Hullet. Handed in his... He writ out his notice after the Sunderland game and refused any payout. Like, he said, I don't want a penny. Yeah. Like, I know... Like, and that's... Like, I don't think any of us particularly liked Rude Hullet at the time for what happened, but even he's managed to leave us some dignity. Well, that, that you know Sunderland I mean? game, it's... before he even wrote that letter, that Sunderland game was his res- resignation, mate. Leave, well, leave it, it, it was. Yeah. on the bench. That, that was his resignation was. right there. But he, but he, but, but he ha- you know, he's held his hands up and admitted. He's had the decency actually, to do it. I, I, yeah. I fucked yeah. this up, right? And I'm, and I'm out and I don't want any money and I'm off. And, mm. and as Bessie said there about Keegan, I mean, how much respect? I mean, I don't think many people have respect for Bruce, but you would certainly go, well, at least you've done the honourable thing there. You've held your hands yeah. up and said, listen, guy, I've tried my best. It hasn't been enough and I'm off. At the very least, at the very least, you know and I, mean? I think that Keegan interview. I'll come to you in a second, more. I think that Keegan interview, which I think it might be true faith who shared it first of all. Um, Keegan came out and he said that despite the the, the board uh, wanting to, to keep us on, basically, um, I've I'm come to the point now where I know that it takes basically a, an exceptional manager to go to go to the next level. And he said that's not me. He basically came out with that that's not me. And and you've got to take your hat off to him and applaud him to, to have that. It, it's disbelief in himself, really. And he, he realises he's not good enough to do that job. So he's thinking, I'll step aside for the good of yeah. the, the team and let somebody else to come in and, and do a better job than what I physically can or ever can. Bruce won't do that. And it's that's oh. the difference in the the awareness that, that Keegan has over his own abilities. And, and where it might be lacking, whereas Steve Bruce, we, we, I mean, we've talked umpteen times about his self-awareness and his complete lack of it, because 
again, the, the way he just you know approaches every end of end of game after another um, defeat, another result. It's always an excuse and always a reason. Until this weekend, where he then held up his hand and said, "Maybe, maybe it is me. Maybe I am the problem." But that that came too too late. You just said there about about Rude Hullet, you know, in that that Sunderland game being his resignation. How many times can you look back across the last three months and say that was Steve Bruce's resignation? Okay. There's there's umpteen performances where you should have looked at that and said he needs to go now. We we've done it. We've sat here and said he needs to go now. The the ones that spring. I think the difference is I will come back to you, but I think the difference is because you're leaving you, Alan Shearer on the bench. I think that that's what I was referring to in the regards the resignation. Now, not obviously oh, yeah. the result of the performance, but obviously you're, you're leaving your best player. Like imagine Steve Bruce went in the game and left Callum Wilson, the same maximum on the bench. Like it's, he's, it's he's a done it all season. Scenario. He's done it all season, hasn't he? He's done it all season. Yeah, he done it all season. Almiron, he did. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it's really an equivalent to Shearer now. No, yeah. And I, ironically. <laughs> Ironically, Bobby Robson's last game, she, uh, she was on the bench uh, away at Villa. Yeah. The 4 2 defeat, yeah. so yeah. Maybe that's what Bruce needs to do. Sign Shearer when we're free. put him on the bench. Stick him on the I bench. Think, that's, that's me, lads. I think as well, you know, some of that, because obviously I didn't listen to his comments, so I know Mark listened, and then obviously he sort of like told us what he said. There was something he said that really pissed us off when I, when I listened to it back, um, was about that. He wasn't expecting what, how Brighton approached the game. He kind of mentioned something like mm. that. He was shocked at how Brighton played. Shocked, I think the word he said, yeah. Mate. And I, I was like, shocked. I was like, every single fan knew how Brighton were going to play. Christ, the beat were 3-0 at our own build. So how was it a surprise? It, it, it oh, just, just that line alone, just that line alone tells you everything you need to know about the man in regards to he's simply not good enough. That's that line alone for me. Like it's a surprise because he he doesn't do any research on the team. He doesn't look at how an, another team plays. He might he probably looks at the at the league table or the last couple of results and, and thinks, oh well they're they're losing. That's why he thinks there's still six or seven teams in it. Because you know what is Mark? I, I, I would I would tend to disagree with that because you would hope the basics of any manager that would do research on that team. But I just don't think Bruce has got that football knowledge and despite him keep on going saying he's nearly played a thousand games. I couldn't give a shit how many how many games you've managed. Uh, I think he's he's probably has done his research, but he's just not clued up enough to do anything with that research. It's like giving me quantum physics. I could look at it. Oh, I haven't got a clue what to do with it. I think it's a similar sort of thing with him. You give him Chinese, he's not going to understand it, is he? I don't think you're not convinced. I don't think you'd be able to relay the message either. I think the, the thing you've got to remember, you've got a performance analyst, a data analyst that work for the club that provides Steve Bruce with that information. I'm, you know, I'm not necessarily thinking Bruce is going to sit there and know everything. I mean, that's not, but someone will provide him with that information. But I do, I wouldn't entrust him to be able to then on the training pitch, you know, impact the players with what yeah. the knowledge he's been told at all. And uh, and we've heard it time and time again. Danny Rose said, didn't he? Uh, that uh, was not so long ago. Something about Holding days off from training. Hol- couldn't believe how many days off he was getting. Um, s- someone from Villa said it was very much a case of training was ball in the middle, go and play, lads. That 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 style is gone. Keegan used to do that. Don't get us wrong, but the, yeah. the, the game was different back then. The game has mm. moved on so much, a, so it, much more tactical now. It's generations ago where you could do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's um, it's, it's back in the day where after training you go for a pint. That's how long it is, it is man. It is. Mm, it is. But the, the thing about he's managed so many games, 
he should he should he's it, that means nothing. The, the bloke who managed Jara Rufin was manager for thirty four years, and I didn't see anyone clamoring for him to get in the Premier League. The thing is, Bessie, he keeps on mentioning about this number of games. I think it's nine hundred odd. Like I hope to God is he's not managing Newcastle when that hits a thousand, but he probably will be. But he, he talks about this like it's some sort of feather in his cap. Like Steve, like look at the percentage of wins and the goals conceded and the goals yeah. scored in that one. That's not something to be proud of. It's really not. Absolutely it's right. Not, it's well, not, every I every mean, club he's. I was just going to say that, but bestie, at every club he's been to, he's had around about a thirty percent win ratio. That and you know he's less than that here in his time here. So he's got to look at his 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 history in the game and think. And and look, we we made no bones about it. We knew when he got that job is that he'd probably have a decent a decent first half uh, first season because. That's what he does. He comes in, he gets them enjoying playing football, putting some performances in, and we gave him credit for that. We said, "Well done, you've you've pulled mm-hmm. it together. You've you've done well. You've got us to a, a mid-table position." The real test is then what happens from that. In every single club he's been at, he has failed following on from that first season. It always always ends the same way. He can take any very well-run club. He'll come in, he'll give them a, a bit of a bounce and a bit of a lift. But I tell you what, every club he has left, he is left in a worse state than when he took over. So it is it is longevity, and I'll come back to you, Bestie. Um, it, it's telling in his interview, uh, I think it was pre the Villa game, when he comes out and said that Villa are in, in a great <laughs> position now since I've left. <laughs> that, that's telling. Self-awareness there, isn't again, it? isn't it? Self-awareness I mean, again. He was at Villa, he got, got in the playoff final set up the draw against Fulham, got beat. And then, yeah, I think there was something like 12th when they pumped him in the end of the championship. And then they got, I'm sure they got promoted that season, didn't they beat? They did. I'm sure they did. They got the season. Then. Unbelievable. I think, so. I think so, I. Uh, I was, because Jack Reed's boots were like, basically bits of card, wet cardboard, weren't they? Um, and look at Villa now, I mean, Dean Smith isn't exactly the most, um, most revered or the most fashionable or, but he's doing a good job with Villa. I mean, you could argue that having someone like Jack Grealish has been a massive help because Grealish is world class. Like, but he's there when Bruce was there, though. Oh yeah, he is. He is. I think I've just seen Mark uh, Corby put a thing on Twitter earlier really, saying he reckons Bruce tried to pump him at Villa. I mean, I, I can't remember that, but Mark knows more than I do about stuff like so. I'll, I'll take his word for it. But yeah, like um, Villa since then have have come up in that. I mean, they're very lucky to stay up last season, but now they're established. They're a Premier League. A Villa, if they keep on going the way they are, will be a Premier League club for years to come now. And yeah. Sat, sat, sat and Steve Bruce is what did it. Yeah, their coverage has only gone up, isn't it? It seems to be. Even if the plateaus, that I mean, I've got my league table on the fridge here, and that they're ninth on there. I don't know if that's still the case because that's a couple of weeks old, but it's they're um, they've struggled since Grealish has been injured. They've lost a lot, a lot of few games right. in a row. But that, I think the point you're making spot on in regards to you know Bruce left them at 13th. I think it was 12th or 13th. And they got promoted in the same year, you know? yeah. <laughs> like. And then you look at them now; that that surely has to tell you the frailties of that man, you know, that that manager. Um, yeah. And it's it's not it's not even just that, is it? If even if you just look at what he's doing now for us, you know, in regards to it, tell me a player who you think's getting better. I honestly yeah. feel every player has regressed. Every single player. I think, at I think his disposal at, at the start of the season, we said Shelby. Um, I, I think we did say Shelby. Might be in this last season, to be fair, saying that he had a slight um, step Wait, up, really, in his performances. But even now, yeah. he, he's dropping like a stone he's again. Right yeah. Off, yeah. 
Yeah, if you if you think over the 18, 19 months he's been, or maybe it's probably closer to two years now that he's been here, um, there has been patches where you might say, oh, he's done quite well, and Shelby definitely one of them. He scored six goals, which last season, which was probably his highest ever. But I, I, honestly, I, I look at the I, I look at the team, and I look at every single position. I don't think there's a player that's improved. I, I really don't. And for the Millers, movie nights were once tradition. Now Sarah could hardly get through the opening credits, not on that old couch. But one day while shopping on QVC.com, she learned Lazy Boy recliners had slimmed down a bit. And in just a few clicks, Sarah got her Lazy Boy chair and a popcorn maker and a soundbar by Bose. And with one quick trip to QVC.com, Movie Night and Sarah's back were saved. Shop QVC.com slash podcast and use code QVC20podcast for $20 off $40 for new customers. This is shopping brought to life. Listen, every, every manager at every club. It's worse than that because I, I know we'll, we'll keep on mentioning this in every single podcast and recording that we do, but I, I think it's it's quite it's quite important to say it is you look at the two long staffs and, and of course we have been critical of both those in the past, but you would hope that there would be some sort of talent in there, and the way that they have been cast to one side as if the the complete write offs now in uh, Bruce it is. Is phenomenal. You have to look at that a little bit more. Obviously, we saw Hendrick come on again at the weekend. Obviously, God knows how many games where him he's absolutely ghosting through games. He's just not there. And Sean Lang, Longstaff, you would probably expect to, to be that player who, who would be there instead of um, Jeff Hendrick. And obviously, he did come on eventually at the weekend, but he probably will get his chance now with the Hayden injury, with the yeah. knee injury that Hayden's picked up. But there's has to be something happening right now between the well behind the scenes on the likes of the training ground because we had all this conversation about the moles in the football ground and who it was to tell in the press about everything which happened between Richie and Bruce but it's not just that event it's been a lot of things we've had the likes of, of Dolo unhappy Dubravka unhappy Richie unhappy both Longstaff's unhappy and there's been lots of people and I think you mentioned it last week Dick I saying that it looks like the players are still playing for Bruce but obviously we saw the flip side of this yeah. against Brighton. Yeah. Like I said, yeah. And we've heard rumours recently over the last 24 hours that players have approached Lee Charney or tried to get in contact with Lee Charney. The players want him gone. And th- there's a lot of people that, that say players never necessarily play for the manager, they play for the club and the crest. That's not the case. I think if you've got a decent manager in, in control of, of your team, you play for him, you, you run through brick walls for him. Of course you do. Um, we're sort of on a Rafa Benitez. But I think now Steve Bruce has most definitely lost that dressing room. Uh, well, uh, sorry if that question's to me. Yes, I, I completely yeah. agree with you. I think um, I just want to touch on the long staffs for a second there. And listen, of course, we all we don't know what goes on behind closed doors. We don't know what happens to training, right? But I'm just going to give you two scenarios of how I think of it, right? 32 minutes now, said Rafa. So, 30, half an hour. So, let's think well, of. I was six, mate. Oh, you were six. Sorry, you are. Well, <laughs> if you imagine a training session in a game in the plane, I, I can imagine Rafa blowing his whistle every two minutes, running over to Sean Longstaff. No, no, no. You need to be looking this way. Uh, no, what about this way? You know, for example, nurturing him and, and giving him more and more ideas, experience. I just. Bruce is not going to do that. He is not going to do that. So, it's no real wonder that the Longstaffs have getting worse. Do, do you know what I mean? Because the. I believe Sean Longstaff needs that guidance, would need that help. And when Rafa's left and he's experiencing daily the training sessions and the environment that's been put on, maybe even Longstaff 
I'm not saying he's throwing the towel here, but I mean, like, maybe even he's struggling in training. And that's why he's not getting chosen. I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying that as a, as a point, you know. But what I would say is, surely, Christ, what can Hendrick be offering in training that perhaps one of the long stuffs isn't? It can't be much, right? If it's disappearing, well, all right, Hendrick will win. But what can Hendrick personally really be offering here? I mean, because he's absolutely shocking. You're a man down when he's on. Well, one of the things I do want to mention, Mark, I'll come to you, is that you could imagine both those Longstaffs being big characters in the dressing room. We saw videos uh, with Matty Longstaff in the past where he's on the likes of a, the, one of the, the, the physio beds talking absolute shit, like <laughs> talking about conspiracies and stuff, which obviously the players were laughing at. You can't imagine them, especially with being two local lads. Same with, with Andy Carroll. You could imagine them being a huge influence on that dressing room. Um, and... I think if you lose those two, despite them, them not being key players, I think they would have a, a huge impact and a huge influence on the rest of the players as well. So if Steve Bruce treats those two young players who Newcastle fans are hoping that at some point they, they get in the first team and stay in the first team for, for a long, long period of time, if you lose their respect, then you lose the dressing room along with that. Yeah, I think that's, that, that's an important point because people forget how young they are, particularly Matty. It was only a couple of years he was training with the with the youth, with the under-23s regularly, and only came across into the, the senior setup because we were massively under the cosh with injuries and stuff like that. So in normal circumstances, he probably wouldn't have, have been anywhere near the first team. He would have gone out on loans and stuff like that, got a bit of experience and and then came back in. So his development has happened to, happened to happen in, in our first team setup. And if he's not getting nurtured, which I mean, it, it's it's clear that to, to see that he isn't, he's not he's not getting that that development that he needs at his age to to go on to become the player that he is. And likewise, Sean, obviously, he's a, he's that little bit older than Matty, but he's still a, a young player that needs that that motivation, that encouragement to to go on to to realise his potential. And if if they're being threatened this way by Steve Bruce, then there's probably a bit of them that, that that is thinking, why do I bother? Why do I bother giving a hundred percent on uh, on the training pitch week in week out because I, it gets us absolutely nowhere. I know he's not going to pick us because he's going to pick Shelby, Hayden, and Hendrick. He's, he's not going to give us a chance. If if best, I'm going to get on the bench, and then do I get a run out? No, because we all know that Steve Bruce can't make a substitution. So it's. <laughs> Their motivation has got to be absolutely rock bottom. And that's when you, you need somebody in and around that that coaching team, the, the staff, to, to be going around looking after these players, picking them up, encouraging them and doing it. Because there's lots and lots of footballers go through this of not being in the team. And it can be a dark, dark place to be. And so they need, they need some, some encouragement to, to get out of that. I think I think the problem which we have, Bestie, is that Steve Bruce has said on numerous occasions that he tried his hardest and, and, and pushed this deal for Matty Longstaff to go through. What's changed? <laughs> why why has Steve Bruce tried so hard? And you could probably say the same about Andy Carroll, because Steve Bruce has given Andy Carroll that new contract as well. And I'm not Andy yeah. Carroll's biggest fan, far from it. Of course I was a decade ago, but right now pr- probably not. I don't think Andy Carroll is the answer. But Steve Bruce has said, like I said on on many occasions, where he couldn't see Matty Longstaff leading this club. He wanted Matty Longstaff to stay and have a decent career at the club. Steve Bruce isn't giving him a career right now. 
It's really peculiar. I mean, he, they signed that deal. He convinced him to stay, given the squad number four, which would indicate that um, he's going to have some sort of role. Yeah, that that to me makes me wonder if Bruce has said to him, "Oh, yeah, you're going to be a first teamer." Here, yeah, there's number four. There's like Kabai's old shirt, or uh, that, that David Batty's old shirt, whatever. Salton Solano's number four for a bit, wasn't he? And like, there you what are. What Nolan wear? What did, what did Kevin Nolan wear? Double XL, wasn't it? <laughs> Shout, mate. What's what, what was the number four? That was number four, I. Right? Yeah, number yeah. four, yeah, yeah. Lee O'Brien, number four as well? Uh, he was, yeah, I. Uh, Bristol, is this the next maybe? podcast? Is the next Bristol podcast well going to be the squad of the fours? The squad numbers. <laughs> Finding yeah. number four or whatever. It was. <laughs> <laughs> rings a bell, that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God, I've been thrown off now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I am... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know what was said to Matty to keep him at the club last summer. Um, he must be hopping mad because even though David Batty, John Gandhi says David, uh, David Batty, then he's quite correct. Like, um, yeah. yeah, I loved him. I loved David Batty. Oh, Mike, Mike Mike Fawkes, Fawkes, just said, Mike Fawkes. Number four is on a, He'd yeah. walk yeah. in our midfield at the minute. He'd walk in it. I'm sorry, he'd walk in it. Yeah, well, he, he couldn't did, win it, he? could he? Well, everybody really? else is walking in it, mate. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm telling you, I'm telling you now we're walking in it. But like then um, Mark mentioned earlier about how, how young Matty Longstaff is and you know how he's still um developing, which he will be, but he's still he's older than Kai Havertz at Chelsea. And Havertz is a, a world class, he's a phenomenal player, but he's had the minutes in the first team with Bayer Leverkusen came through, got a big money with the Chelsea, struggled a bit, but he's a fantastic player. And I think if you're a good enough player, it doesn't matter how old you are. Um I've, yeah, I've, I've I've had doubts about both Longstaff's ability since they broke into the team. To be honest with you, I, 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 they've gone no distance in my mind of kind of making us think, "Oh yeah, they're actually great players." Um, they've had great moments, but a lot of great, uh, Jamie McLean scored in the cover against Peter Brown his debut, and he disappeared. Like you know, um, it happens. You get young players that come through, look great for like an hour and a half, and then they're gone, and you, you don't see them again. And I, I don't think either Longstaff. Um, brother is going to be in the first team in the Premier League for Newcastle, maybe in the Championship next think, season. Do, do you not think we're at the point in the way where Sean Longstaff came on the scene? Then obviously he was towered to, to for a fifty million pound move to Man United. Do you not think some fans went with that and thought, "Oh, he's fantastic"? And I think all of us want another opinion where he, he's not as good as what it's, it's made out to believe, and we we'll probably would be happy to have him some sort of squad role in the team. But something which he's not necessarily getting now or hasn't done for the last X amount of months where he's on the bench, but he's not making those appearances when, when there's players ahead of him who are absolutely yeah. diabolical on the field. Well, it might be the chance I'm with. I mean, Hayden's apparently out for the season now. Um, yeah. So it might be the, the the case that he gets more of a chance in the middle of the park now because obviously that takes one. I mean, Hayden must have started every game he's been fit this season. Um, mm-hmm. so that will all be in the wrong positions majority of the time. Well, I, I, that's a good point as well. So that means you don't with Shelby Hendrick starting. I think that's all we've got in the centre of the isn't it? Really? Um, and beyond Henry's that, you've got Henry Cyber here, the Longstaffs. Um, God knows, Dwight Gale probably hasn't played centre mid yet. I, I know Steve likes to try and force him in somewhere, doesn't he? So, um, but yeah, it, it's it's concerning. I, I, I don't. I'd love both lads, both Longstaffs to kind of turn into the, I don't know, Newcastle's equivalent of the Neville brothers, let's say, for argument's sake. I can't think of any better brothers that I've played for the last couple of generations, but sadly, I just can't say it. I can't say it. Sorry, lads. 
I thought I think, Sean. For, oh, sorry, you go. You go. I was, I was just going to say. I think because Chris, you mentioned there about obviously Sean being linked with with Man United. I, I can guarantee if Sean had went to Man United, he still would have developed far better than he would have at this club. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have necessarily got into the first team. He wouldn't have necessarily played as many games as he potentially could have here. But he would have been surrounded by quality players. He would have been surrounded by other other young players that have got that potential, which would then drive the best out in him. And you would see him going on to have a, a much better career. Yes, it might take him a little bit longer to then break into their first team, but he'd be a hell of a better player for the for it. I just Mark, I, I just want to interrupt you because. Jess has just put something in the comments. I'll show it on screen. I'll come to you, Degger, on this one. It's it's another um, exclusive from Craig Hope. He hasn't been sacked before. Everybody gets oh, excited. Waiting for that, Abel. Oh, oh, he hasn't. He hasn't been sacked. Um, Jess has said that's a Steve Bruce schedule six days off from nine for the NUFC squad, despite Brighton surrender. So basically, now the players have got six days off from training. What? Like what? What the fuck's going on there, man? Let's not forget. I, I don't even know, break, isn't it? I did, Mark. It doesn't matter, Mark. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Our, our position. Yeah. I, I couldn't matter if it's if if we're not playing for another four weeks. You get those players in today, and you work on things. It has to be done. It doesn't matter what sort of break it is. It doesn't matter if it's national break, FA Cup, League Cup. It doesn't matter what it is. You get those players back in because that was an embarrassment on Saturday. It's, oh, it's, I, un, I it's unbelievable that that's not his first thought, right? I would have had them in on Sunday. No, no, I'm not being funny. Like, I mean, come on, guys. Like, that's just that's unacceptable. That now is he doing that because he's so much of a coward? He doesn't want to see them. He, he doesn't, doesn't want to see them. To, he's avoiding he them. Have, that's what it is. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he doesn't want to have the argument, the, the confrontation. So he's thinking, listen, I give them six days off. They'll cool down. We'll start again. Um, but that's that's just absolutely insane, and it, it it upsets us more than makes us angry. If I'm honest, that the players are. Can I say be re- rewarded? Rewarded for having for the performance? Do you know what is, Imagine how how fitting it would be if the players went no, we're not taking that way coming in, and the players took it upon themselves to go into training to do. So there will be about players. It. There will be players that do that. There'll be players that'll do that. That want to stay fit. That want to train. They'll even go if to the gym and things like that. Yeah, gym and stuff like that. But but then well, I've have... said. Sorry, Mark. Sorry, apologize. Just going to say, and and then you'll have others that will absolutely take every single minute off that they're they're given oh, because Shelby's on his fifth cigar now, man. Well, that was the first well, the first person that came to mind for me. Yeah. This it's not coincidence there's no coincidence here. And we say this a lot and I said it on Saturday night. We are ran and worked against any team. Totally aren't we? We we, we are we look yeah. shattered all the time. Um and I agree with what you're saying there. There'll be loads of players that will just take take the piss and go happy days. I'm off for six days, pump your feet up and play PlayStation or whatever. The person who, and I, I don't really want to make this a rant about individuals, players-wise, but I do have to mention someone, right? And I, I think I texted in the group about this. I am disappointed in my captain a little bit lately, Lascelles. I, I, yeah. I, I really am, if I'm honest. And I, and I, I don't like to criticise players too do much. Think, but like, do you think, Degout, before people start jumping on this, it's not necessarily performance-wise, but it's the fact no. that it's your captain that should be coming out and, and telling it how it is right now. Exactly that, exactly that. And we, we talk so much about the only voice at the club, Steve Bruce's. We don't hear anything from Charney. And the, the only person that we have a link with as a fan is the captain. 
know what I mean? And we're not even getting that. And like after the Brighton game, he didn't come out and speak to the media. I would have expected me captain to be the Freezer, first one in front of a camera. It was Freezer that come out. And then if not that, if not that. When- Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. When Steve Bruce is doing decisions like this six days off, if I was the captain, I'd be saying, lads, we're fucking going in Monday morning. Like, yeah. let's try, you know what I mean? Try and try and show some sort of togetherness as players to the likes of the fans. And also maybe to show to Steve Bruce, this is the hard work and what we need to be doing. Get your fucking arse in here. Yeah. I'm not is- really saying that. The thing is, Bessie, you've got some players who who must be close to coming back. Obviously, Almiron. Obviously, did Al- Almiron play almost? Was it eighty odd minutes? Sixty minutes. Sixty. Right. So you've got Almiron, who's just back to fitness. You've got Callum Wilson, who's on the brink of coming back. So they would probably be the players in the gym. But you still need to work on the field. You have to, no matter what, especially um, in in the position we are at right now. You should be doing work on the field. You should be doing homework. Um, we'll, we'll mention the comparison with the previous manager. A couple of times, um, uh, his name escapes us at the moment. But um, how how methodical he was, and uh, not just him. Guardiola will be doing it. Jurgen Klopp will be doing it. Uh, Solskjaer, uh, maybe he's not actually, but some of the managers at the top clubs will be using national breaks and go right. Newcastle play Tottenham, isn't it? Next home, next game after the national break. By the time that game comes around, they should know their shoe sizes, their kids' middle names. They should know everything there is to know about how Tottenham Hotspur play football. Um, there should be absolutely no doubt. Everyone should know their job. Everyone should know exactly where they're meant to be because that's what a manager should be doing. That's what a coaching staff should be doing. It's not just getting up and getting being happy playing football. Football as a professional is probably really boring because it, you, you've got to follow instructions. You can't just do what you do when you're a kid and chase the ball around and you know, like threes in or whatever, like you've got to be so strict and so structured and we ha- we don't have it. And to be, if that's right, what Jess has put in what Craig Hope said about them missing six days out of nine, that all that says to me is they aren't preparing for Tottenham. They're just not, they're not going to bother with it. They're, it's they're like, oh, we'll, we'll worry about that next week. They're going to turn up on the day, they're going to they're going to give it a good, they're going to roll their sleeves up, take their gloves off, they're going to have a very good go. And then, oh, well, we'll, we'll probably get before five now. And then, oh, well, it's always, it's always next weekend. It's always yeah, Burnley. We'll, we'll, we'll roll with Steve's before the next game. It's just, shite. Just think, just think back to Saturday night. How many times did we say, what is the formation? Why are the people standing in bunches on the pitch? They're all over the place. And that comes from having a lack of understanding of, of tactics, a lack of understanding of formation, a lack of understanding of how you set up as a team, a lack of understanding of how you counteract the opposition that you're playing. And that all stems from having a, an absolutely pathetic and useless coach in charge of your team. It's as simple it's, as that. It's not just that, Mark. I, I will come back to you, but you mentioned one coach there. So, so you, you, you've got one pathetic coach there, but you've got three coaches given one player different instructions by the looks of it. And we saw that against Brighton. It was pointed out why we were doing that while well, I watched along. Graham Jones was, I think it might be been Almiron who was on the side and another player, might be Fraser, I can't remember. Um, on the sideline and, and Jones has told them the next minute Bruce comes in pushes in between them and he starts telling them something then you've got 
aggro over the other shoulder, telling another player something. Is it the same instruction getting delivered by all three coaches? Because I bet you it's not. Well, most of the time when you when you see it on the touchline, it's it's Jones and uh, Agnew are, are hovering around an iPad looking and talking to each other, and and Bruce is just standing there, gormless looking as as usual. So, it's it's them looking at you know the, the plan and how things are going up, but then it's where are the where are the the players on the pitch expecting the the information to come from we know it doesn't come from bruce we 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 sit we sit and watch it we can see that he hardly ever speaks to them or he'll give them a little bit of encouragement with with simple instructions but you need more than that and and that is the the part that we're missing and 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 that that has to come from if you don't have the skills as the head coach or the manager or whatever your job title is is you have people around that that can do it for you we we all know that when you look at the great great managers and great coaches they have a very very good assistant and a very good team behind them what they don't have is is what we've got do, do you not think uh Degger, do you not think it's it's we've been so unspoiled with Rafa Benitez, because he used to micromanage every single player on that field to the point where, uh, I mentioned this in the in the live stream, or the instant reaction, it was one of them. We we could be beating games and, and winning teams 2-3-4-0. Rafa Benitez would always find something that a player did wrong and say, right, next time, you don't do that. You don't do that. And, and I mentioned that, that Steve Bruce, you'll be on a defeat of 3-4-0. And Steve Bruce will say, well, this player did this well, this player did that well. It's a complete opposite what you're getting with, with what's happened previously and what's happened now. Hence, why we're, we're not progressing. We're dropping back over. Yeah, well, absolutely. I mean, God, I mean, we used to, it used to always happen when we scored a goal. I used to always feel, you know, I was still celebrating the goal. Yeah. I'd look down and... Who are Paul Dummett? Used to get Rafa would Dummett every time. Or it was yeah. Hayden and he was telling them, you know. And, and you know it is, right? Like, that, them little moments in games are the difference between finishing... 19th or 17th to 10th that them little moments and games I think are, are huge in regards to you know getting the points that you require um, and we've lost that you know we have and, and what I will say what, what I will say is when the ball goes out of play I think there's always a huddle next to our dugout and there's a few players water. there yeah oh there is but I don't trust in anything that that information is getting related to mm. them I, I don't because how many times have we sat and watched the game the four of us right and we know within probably, and we're, we're not coaches, we're not got no qualifications, right? But you know, within 10 minutes, there's a problem here. You can see it, there's a, there's a problem here, maybe the left hand side in the field or whatever it may be. Um, there's a break and play, they come over to the sideline, you see them pointing and you see them chatting, think, right, great, you must have surely sorted this one out. And the same problem just keeps happening again and again. Mm. And, and I just, well, I've said this quite a lot, a big ass belief as to how. What is happening on the sidelines? What is happening in training? Or really, the lack of what's happening in training? They're not even there. And I'll come back to the first point that we're talking about. You've just been humbled against Brighton, absolutely battered, right? Against a team that was right next to you and you needed to win. And your first reaction is one, I'm not going to speak to the players after the game because that didn't happen, as we know. And then I'm going to give you six days off out of the nine, out of the nine days. I mean, what, what are you, what are you, what's going through your head here to think that? And I kind of believe Ashley or Charlie thinks that that's all right. To be really honest, like surely that them have caught wind of that, and that just proves how ridiculously unintelligent them are as well. Mm. Uh, speaking about uh, people being unintelligent, um, 
I am going to come to you, Bessie, but I'm not saying you're unintelligent at this point. That little like crossover didn't really work. <laughs> um, but what I want to mention is the pundits. We mentioned them earlier on, um, but um, our good friend Alex Hurst did make an appearance on, on Five Live earlier on. Bessie, I'm sure you said beforehand you didn't catch the interview itself, but you didn't have to really. Obviously, Alex is very well spoken, uh, very knowledgeable when it comes to Newcastle United and the current going ons. What's happening? I think Alex probably hits the nail on the head almost every single time when it comes to, to fan opinion in regards to what's happening both on and off the field. Um, he was on Five Live, and despite everything which Alex said, which was 100% correct from start to finish, there's certain pundits out there which don't even listen. They'll, they'll let somebody talk, but despite what they say, it's just they'll let them talk, but they're not listening to what they're saying. And they're always, it seems as if they've always got a counter argument before the conversations ever happened. So Alex mentioned the fact that Joe Linton plays every single game, scored what two, three goals in the Premier League since his arrival in the Premier Something, League. Yeah, yeah. Something ridiculous like that. And Alex said, why, why is he still playing? That, that decision lands with Steve Bruce and nobody else. And the counter argument by Chris Sun as it always is, is, well, Dwight Gale and Andy Carroll must not be doing something right in training. I, I don't believe that for, for one second, mate. Uh, no, nor do I. It, it really baffles us when you've got... It, it's To me, um, I saw a thing put out not long before Alex went on, and I, I will agree, Alex is... Um, if you're going to have anyone representing you as a fan base on something like that, you'd want Alex because he's, he's articulate and, like... If it was me, I would just start tripping over words. I would get irritated and I would, I would make a tip myself. Whereas I've, I've, you've got someone who, mm. with a bit of a cooler demeanor, who can kind of, as I say, I'll take it better. But I, I think I read that it was Sutton and Savage said they're just like winding fans up. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was another they, one. They done it again last weekend as well, mate. They said that they, they, they do it for a reaction live on air. And it was Peter Crouch who said, oh, I, I just like Steve Bruce. Um, yeah, the most recent one with Peter Crouch was, I like yeah. Steve Bruce. That's why I defended him. So, uh, to me, Sutton and Savage would be taking that crowd. I like Peter Crouch, like, so I'm not going to have a go at him, which is ironic given that's exactly the same attitude as he's got. Um, the Sutton and Savage <laughs> thing, I mean, they're both employed, they both do pretty much every second game on, P- on BT Sports. If you've got mm. people, if you're employing people to come to you on games that will willfully take the piss out of um, half of the people that are watching any given game, then you're doing something wrong for me. Like that's not what they're there for. They're not mm. there to get a rise out of fans and, and to irritate them. But they're there to um, commentate in the game and give you well, snippets mate, of. Uh, Essie, they are there for a platform for fans to interact. Like especially with yeah. the, the radio show, they're there to, to let fans oh, have yeah. an opinion. That's one of the reasons I'll never I'll never listen to talk sport. Um, one of many reasons I'll never listen to talk sport. Um, they exist solely to get you to ring in. And the, 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 the irritate you on purpose, so you ring up and go, I can't believe you've just said this. I'm very annoyed about this. And that you're going to, like, the longer you talk to them, the more money they get off, off it, basically, and they get their sponsors. To, it's it's a shy business model, and it's it's so devalued the kind of um, the conversation around football because it's it's just becomes, it's so, like, heated, and it's so, there's so much hatred, and it's so much, like, just abuse mm-hmm. at every turn. And I understand that we're a podcast, and we, we uh, give Steve Bruce quite a bit of abuse quite often, like, but but we're allowed. Um, but yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll jump in. I'll, I'll jump in there, Bessie, because you, you mentioned abuse. And uh, did, did both of you listen to Degamark? I listened to it all, right. Yeah. 
Right. Um, I'll, I'll come to you, Dick. Um, Mick or Richards kept on going, but it's not right for fans to give Steve Bruce personal, well, Steve, I called him Steve Abuse, didn't I? Um, Steve Bruce, Steve um, Bruce. personal abuse. Um, and I think that's what was Richards' opinion before the interview even started, once again, because he mentioned it twice during that, and he, and he tried, to, tried to throw Alex off at one point. Um, and I think the, the abuse and the personal abuse which has been aimed at Steve Bruce, if it's aimed at any human being, of course, nobody's nobody's condoning that. Of course they're not. And that's not why Alex was on there. Alex wasn't on there to, to basically say, yes, it, it's wrong for that to have happened. He was there to give his opinion on what's happening at the football club right now. Um, the, the abuse which has landed at Steve Bruce's doorstep is, is very few. It, there's not many of it, mate. It's very minority of the fan base the majority of the fan base are criticizing bruce because of the performances and the way which he's came out and he slayed the fans Let, let's not be let's not be beat about the bush about it. he has slayed the fans in the past and fans have got every single right to have an opinion on the likes of the performances and this is what the likes of Mika richards was getting he just kept on going back to this personal abuse. Nobody, nobody's condoning that. We we are criticising the performances. Yeah, and I thought Alex handled well. He handled the whole interview fantastically well. But in that in that moment, he really did incredibly well because I think, as best he said, I probably would have just retaliated. Probably to be honest with you, because it was just pissing us off. Um, the yeah, he's, Bruce keeps. He was talking about abuse before, and he was trying to say it's mass hysteria. And he wasn't meaning every time he said keyboard warriors and stuff like that. He's not meaning like um, attacks on him. He keeps meaning like that we're taking bad runs or bad performances or bad as results. An overreaction. Yeah, it's an overreaction. That's what he keeps saying. That's that was that's the problem, right? Um, and I know Mickey Richard said you know what he said, and and I want to touch on what what Sutton was trying to say. Every single time, um, Alex said any good point, Sutton was just immediately coming back with, well, you finished 13th last season or or was the, was the football going on the Rafa? It's like, well, you're not listening to what he's actually presenting. You know, you've asked him a question and he's presenting really, really good stats back to you and, and you know, good insight to how the club's sort of ran or, or performing. And he just kept coming back with like real childish little digs. And one he said afterwards when Alex actually left the call it had finished, uh, I, I must admit that there was some of the lad and I'm not sure who it was, was, was really speaking Rory, sense to be um, I think Rory um, is, a, I want to say he's, Predominantly, I think he was a YouTuber. I think, mate, and I think he's worked oh, his way into into the likes of the media. If I remember right, I think it's a kid with the long hair um, that goes well, on through Jordy. Don't know why he looks completely like... wrong. Might be completely wrong. Oh, here, right. um, but I think well, it is. Anyway, him. He he spoke brilliantly at the end about his opinion and how he sees it. You know, and then uh, Sutton said, um, "Well, while while that was playing good football last season, he's been sacked." And then that kid, that was Rory or whatever you've said there, says, what on earth does that have to do about... It's got Steve no relevance, Bruce? he said. It's like, got I, no relevance yeah. to this conversation. Like, what what are you doing? And it just, it is infuriating. And I think there's there's, there's a lot of pundits out there that you cannot change their mind. And, but what I will say, Crouch, for example, saying that I, I was defending him because he was his mate. But now tonight, I believe he's come out and said, you know what it is actually? Um, no, not that, Rory. Well, um, he's came out tonight and says, oh... I was I was wrong. I defended him because he was my friend and he was my mate and I liked him. But I have to admit now, and I don't really have much of a problem with that when someone's willing. Ian Wright did it. I remember Ian Wright 
finally came sort of came out when you know it's actually a homey answer, but I've got this all wrong. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Carragher's done it recently as well. Carragher was always against her, and then he's recently sort of spun it when you know it's actually I think I got this wrong. Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Not everybody's right all the time. And it's just like, so your Suttons and your Savages, I think, do it to get something out of you. Do you know what I mean? To get a rile, to get views. And, that, and that's, that's frustrating. Even Collymore, for Christ's sake, who I hate. Collymore has even started to be on our side, which I can't believe I've been saying that. But I mean, we don't, I don't mention mean, him on this well, channel and podcast, mate. Potato head. But you know what I mean? Like it's, but I, I do get, I, I kind of understand sometimes when it, someone will have their opinion, but when they hold their hands up and go, actually, you know, I've getting this situation totally wrong. And fair play. All right, fair, move on. But there's too many of them that just will not change. Mm. The the yeah. top and bottom of of the reason that you mute, we just nice frozen I think hasn't he <laughs> no no um, too th- tall carry on Mark is he going <laughs> he's confusing now because he's either holding his breath and standing very still like, <laughs> <laughs> once again this is horrendous for audio podcast I know <laughs> sorry this is horrendous for me for a minute there um, the, the top and bottom of why we aren't happy with Steve Bruce is quite simply because of what happens on the pitch. It's because we've, as is, is massively been spoken about is because we've won two out of 20 of our last games. But even looking beyond that, you know, we've just talked about Rafa and like you've just said that Chris Sutton tried to use that as an argument. I said this the other night, but what Chris Sutton needs to understand is Steve Bruce came in and inherited a team that Rafa had consistently got to a, a level of finishing comfortably in the top half to mid-table of that team that were organised, that were drilled. We didn't concede a lot of goals and we were looking at an improvement on the attack and things. Steve Bruce has came in and spent over £100 million and has taken the team backwards. I think, in the meantime... I, I as, as a fan, Mark, I have to be honest on this one. Right, Defensively, you, you've hit the nail on the head. Of course, we, we don't look anywhere near as solid at the back, but... I think we'll have to remember that we did lose Rondon and Perez, who were our top goal scorers uh, during Rafa's thing. So I, I think we'll have to be honest on that one. But I, we did, I get what you're saying defensively. We've, we've equally brought in St. Maximum and, and Wilson to, to come into the team, which is where, where the money's Second been season, yeah. spent in, and, and Fraser as well. So but in, in that time, from we've gone from having that solid back line to, to spending money in, in an attack to do it. And we've now gone... In into a situation where we've only scored more than two goals on five occasions in his entire time here. We've only scored 66 goals in 67 games under Steve Bruce. That's unacceptable. Uh, th- th- <laughs> yeah. that, that is the reason why we don't want Steve Bruce at this club, because the football is terrible we do not attack we cannot defend we create nothing we have 29 percent possession we've had 14 games i think it is with zero shots on target that that is the facts that is why we don't want steve bruce at this club it's not Mm. because we don't like him it's not because we've got we, we we've got an agenda against him it's not because we we love rafa and we hate steve bruce it's quite simply because of those stats 
is not good enough. And those stats prove it time after time. So I don't care what the pundits say about how what football was like under Rafa, why we, we don't like him. That is the top and bottom of it. It's not good enough. Look at the stats. It proves he's not good enough at it. That's why mm. we don't want him anywhere near the club. Yeah, um, I, I do want to say before one year further that people that are listening to the audio that I did get that Rory wrong. It wasn't the Rory that that is pals with, with uh, the true Jody. It was Rory from the New York Times. Um, either way, he spoke sense at times. He did, no, way. he really, really did. He did he speak. Did. Sense. Um, he, he said something else. Like I know you mentioned that he said that there's no relevance on that one, but I think he said. I've never played for Steve Bruce. I don't need know Steve Bruce personally. Steve Bruce just exists to me. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's why he said. Yeah, yeah, he had no agenda on either side. He's just he's just calling yeah. it down the middle. That is what he's saying. Uh, and I think that's the way that I think most pundits would be. Someone put an amazing thing on. Um, it's a bit off the Bruce subject. This a little bit, but um, in regards to Ashley, if you think if you think when Ashley came in, uh, if it, and you look at Spurs, he, he used Spurs as a sort of the other club, if you like. And he imagine Spurs had been taken over and got relegated twice, like we have, and possibly a third time. Can you imagine the uproar? I feel there would be absolute uproar in the media across the board. You know, every single pundit would be saying it's a disgrace to see a club like Spurs in this yeah. position. But you remember when Ashley took over, we we were we were ahead of Spurs, right? In regards to you know, we were, we were always in the Champions League. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've been for I've been for like fifty years. Oh, right, yeah. Ab- absolutely right. Absolutely right, mate. And it's just it's quite I just feel that the narrative if it had been Spurs in this situation, there'd just be hell on week after week after week. Every single press person will be on their side, ex player. And for some reason for us, it's like we're not it's not allowed. And another thing, and I will show up after this, I promise, Gary Neville pisses off today as well. So Gary Neville is being banging on banging the drum about him. Um, he said it he said it on his weekly podcast he does after the Sunday night game. He does a podcast every game after uh, does a podcast after every match on the Sunday that he commentates mm-hmm. on. And he said on there about Steve Bruce, he went, No, 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 they'll stick with him. I might I might actually the owner, he's allowed to do what he wants. Uh, he should stick with him. And he said the best Steve, I think, face to face, that what do you expect? Um you yeah. deserve almost deserve him. He's good enough. And he's then he's just went Are you Newcastle? That's what you deserve. Sorry. He's he's just went and sacked He's another manager. I think that's four managers in about four two months. years. Four months, it, I think he's been there. Unbelievable. And, and then mm. in the same breath, he's saying, no, it's not, no, no, you, you stick with your manager. You've got to believe in him and all this bullshit. And then he's sat in his gaffer every five minutes. Mm. So sorry, I'll move on. Sorry. Yeah. No, that, um, <laughs> I'm going to start to, to wind it down. Uh, we've been going for an hour and five, which is quite a length if we're going to convert it. This is audio as well. That's what she um, said. We're here. Um, <laughs> Anything <laughs> that that you boys want to talk about before we we wrap? This there was up? just I, I was going to mention this before when something that you mentioned, but Chris, but Decker's just reminded us they're talking about Spurs, and and Spurs sprung to mind because you, when you you said earlier about the fact that um, Ashley had made the decision where he didn't want to be putting money in every January, every transfer window, and stuff like that, you look at it at a club where, yes, you might need to do that at the start of things to start investing, but if you get a club and you nurture it and turn it into a successful club, you run it correctly on and off the pitch, then that club will make a profit. That club can become self-sufficient in in the money that it generates. Spurs is a massive example to that. As Bessie just said, we were head and shoulders above them, you know, a few years back before Ashley came into the, into the, into the, the mix. You now look at the turnover that Spurs has got. It's well documented. The the kit deals that they get, the advertisement deals, the sponsorship that they get, the money that they generate is frightening. It's millions and millions and millions. 
There's no reason why Newcastle could not have done that. If anything, we should have we should have found it easier to do that because we're a one city club. We're in the northeast where everybody lives and breathes football. Wherever you go on holiday and stuff like that, as we've talked in the past, everybody knows who Newcastle is and stuff like that. So you could have taken that that club and just nurtured it to create something like what Spurs have done. And you look at Spurs sitting there now with the stadium that they've got, with the, the, the players that they've got, with the managers that they've got in. And that's why we as Newcastle fans, we, we look at things like that and say, well, why can't we do that? Why can't that be us? We're not expecting it to be us, but with the right management, the right off-field business and stuff like that, that could have very, very easily have been us. And then Ashley wouldn't have needed to put his own money in. He wouldn't have had to be bailing what out. He wouldn't have to be spending money every transfer window because the club would have generated its own revenue to be able to do that. And and that is what frustrates us as fans when we look at the of where we could have been with the right motivation, the right the right business model and the right owner to take us for, forward and and realize and show a little bit of ambition. That's what you could have by doing things in that way. Do, do you know and what it is, though? Like, how, how many times have we been in this, this one? But I will make this one the last question. But how many times have we been in this position where we always think that, that now Mike Ashley can change it as owner, where mm-hmm. that chance has been there? There must be about four or five times in the last 13, 14 years where Mike Ashley has had that chance to do something and he makes a wrong decision. Every single time, you could have a list of ten decisions to make, and he'd pick number ten every single time. Yeah, that's spot on. That, yeah, yeah. I was, actually, right. I was actually thinking. Think, you think back in the summer um, after they finished fifth, and we we'll mentioned this last week or the weekend, and they only brought in uh, Vernon and Anita, yeah, a big, big Rimana, and I think Olivia. I'm a Fontano, I think. Uh, yes, I'm a Fontano came in then as well. You look at obviously the the, the most recent big ones, Rafa. That, that Fulham away game, the one four nil down at Craven Cottage. You think, right? If we can keep hold of Benitez, this could be something starting here. Not not winning the league, I don't think, but this could be the start of a progression. Just progressing, progressing. That's all that we wanted. That's try the word, get, progression. Try and get into Europe, maybe in a couple of years. Try and get a decent cup run, um, and then, like Chris said, there, you, not you, what's the worst possible thing I could do? And it was pick Steve Bruce and. Uh, Steve Bruce was never the right even before he signed like you wouldn't if he left now and Newcastle said oh we're going to appoint Kenny Jacket or we're going to appoint Ian Holloway you'd go like oh fuck no no, no I don't think so mate like because you know that we're not good enough before they've even got the job and Bruce is like that Bruce is Joe Kenny I was like that and that's what Chris Chris mentioned there which was right is that it's You've made them mistakes before, you know, and, and he keeps, he, he's been in front of the, getting an interview before and says, I've learned from that. You know, I should have never sat the suit at that West time. Or, well, the West Ham game, he came out with this massive thing. And then, you know, you're moving on eight, nine years and, it, and there's, there's another a massive mistake employing the wrong person once again. And the other thing that I still can never work out, I mean, was, was it Harris Fukic recently? I think, no, sorry, I apologise, that's wrong. Sorry, totally apologise. But there was a, a young player recently said in the PR that under 23 is horrific. Oh, oh like said, Fernandez was not one of the Fernandez. Fernandez. Fernandez said how poorly it's just a shambles and they don't care about it. Yeah. Wouldn't you think if, if you've got a person, right, who doesn't want to spend any money, would invest in the academy and then produce free players? Surely. That, that, that's just a given, right? But the, the problem is, is from the very, very top, the club is beat. It's rotten. It's rotten. And yeah. if it's rotten at the top, it filters down pretty quickly. 
Um, and that, that's that's the biggest issue. We all know who the biggest problem is. Um, and it's it's just upsetting, isn't it, really? I think when you think of a big bigger picture, it's just upsetting. We know who the kingpin is, where, where obviously the, the blame always lands at his door. But then, like you've said, as a filter's down, there's a lot of people that need to take responsibility for their roles as well. You've got Lee Charney, absolute ghost in it. No idea where he is. Like Bessie mentioned last week, he comes out every single, I'll probably say on a quarterly basis throughout the season, saying that they're going to connect more with the fans and communicate more with the fans. Never happens. It hasn't happened for God knows how many years. Probably never under Mike Ashley, to be honest with you. And then you, you, you drop right down to the likes of the manager. Manager, absolutely winging it. Winging it. No plan, no structure, no in-game tactics, no pre-game tactics, nothing. Then you filter right down to the playing staff. And some of those just don't give a shit. And you can clearly see on the field that they don't care. They've lost all respect for the football club and they don't really care. And probably one of the reasons for that is because of fans aren't in the ground as well. Yeah, definitely. I saw the point made this weekend that I think we made it, we played Brighton the first home game of the season, didn't we? And I think we were saying then that Brighton's, for all Newcastle and Brighton came up together, it was only that that Steve Sidwell goal. No. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That goal, Vilk Dracula's goal against Brighton that, right, um, yeah. that won us the league that time around in 2017. And look at Brighton now for all the were one point ahead of it before that game. They've got a good young manager, they've got a team that know how to play football. And if Brighton keep on going the way they are, I don't think they'll be in, in too much danger next couple of seasons either. Mm. They're a team that are doing what, what's right. And this is their first goal in the Premier League. Brighton hadn't been a top-flight club for 30-odd years before they came it up is, with us. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm 39 just turned, and I can't remember Brighton being in the Premier League, or, sorry, Division 1 as it was, um, when I was a kid. So it was before my kind of comprehension of football, really. And so they're not an established... It's not like Newcastle coming back on Newcastle are back up, Villa are back up. Even Leeds, Leeds are back up. Leeds are, to me, a Premier League club for all its first season back up. Brighton are a club that, like, historically, to me, haven't been, but now they are becoming established and you can see them getting better. Mm. Because they're, they're well run, they've got a, a good, decent young manager and they're making some good appointments on the pitch. Good, Do good you know what it is, Betsy? I think I think you could probably look throughout the league and look yeah. at each single team and think they improved in this area. Then you yeah. look at Newcastle United, and I, I couldn't tell you one single area yeah. where we are improving. Even like Fulham, Norwich, Norwich came up, and I don't think they had any intention of staying up because the money was going into um, Colney, which is the training complex, um, just out of the city. So they mm. knew that the money that they, they weren't going to spunk money on stupid players or big contracts for shit managers. They said, right, we're going to that money's coming into the club, and it's going to generate the club. What Decker said about getting young players coming through. Um, and obviously they won't be bearing the fruit of that just yet because it's just happened but then you look at the, the young players Norwich have got coming through like the Todd Campbell who I don't really like but a good player um, the Murphys came through Norwich there's something there you know and it, it all it will take is the right manager and a little bit of good luck and they could be a Premier League club again for a good 10-15 year stretch mm-hmm. and Newcastle just don't have the it's rotten from the top down like Decker says and I'm kind of going to contradict that by saying it's the foundation's up but it's the same thing it's the same point being made Aye. It's the on, on Ash, Mike Ashley's the foundations, I and mean, then he's as rotten as they come. He mm. is, for all he's he's technically a fit and proper person, and he probably would pass the test again. He's just got no, he's just got no interest in managing, not managing, in running a football club properly. He couldn't give yeah. a monkey's fuck. Uh, I think I think Neil put it in the comments as well. As soon as that that de- does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. 
We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. From PAF, it got accepted. Ashley clocked out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, I talked about before so that, but I agree science? with you. Yeah, yeah. I do mm-hmm. agree with that. Yeah. Science you know, right. you, you, oh, sorry. Yeah. You no, no, Karen. I forgot some more, more, more things. No, it was it was just very very quickly about Brighton, and I think I've been a, very, a big advocate of them for a long time, and I got criticised for saying it because I think we finished below them last, sorry, above them last season. But the, yet again, they've only won one. Well, they had only won one home league game so far this season, yeah. but I've been impressed every single time I've watched them. Personally, I have. Um, and again, you know, you. you that, that I come back to that game on Saturday, the, the gulf in class in, in every single area of the pitch. And mm-hmm. that is, is so... How can that not worry the powers that be and go, Jesus, you know, we've just been absolutely battered here. Twice really often, but the first one was so early on in the season. But you think that was my first home game and we've played yeah. them now so late on and it's the same result, same performance, probably worse performance, if I'm honest. Same amount of shots on target. They, well, there you go. So, how, how you know, if you go, if it was my job, I'd have to go to my boss and say, right, uh, this is what's happened here. Yeah, oh, so I, this haven't, is, I, haven't, it, I haven't improved in the last 10 months. At all? In 10 months? Nothing's changed, Gaffer? Right, you're off. That, surely. But, yeah. Yeah. Any, uh, any, any points that anybody wants to quickly make before we we'll, we'll end this one tonight? Nothing. We're good. Mark, no. if it seemed like you're on the verge of saying something there. I thought yeah, as well. Just, I, I, you went. I'm just, I, I'm just devoid of hope anymore. Hope anymore of for hope. for us to like that. We've got any any way out of this, and like like I said on Saturday, the, the only glimmer of of hope is that you you think are they just maybe squirreling away in the background <laughs> of of potentially working on something? Squirreling away is that, is that like, like a new on, phrase or something? Squirreling away. I've never heard that. Squirreling away. That's it. Squirreling away. Yeah, it's a thing. Like proper statement. I must admit, I've never heard it. Like if you do, if you do think back to back to McLaren, both the same on the beaver and squirreling. I've not seen any beavers not around the trees around here, mind. Well, that's it. So, but it's. If you think when McLaren went, it took a few a few days for that to happen, didn't it? There was loads and loads of rumours that he was going. He was going in and out of the training ground, smiling and and all of that kind of thing. The the security guard became the most photographed person in the northeast exactly. every day with him with him going in and out. And then and then finally it, it happened. So you know, I still think it'll be sat like it's still it's going to come. And and that's what I'm thinking is like, are they are they? Are they trying something to try and do something in the background? I, I think it's just blind hope from me that that is something because I, I honestly do think that we're we're stuck with them until the end of the season, mm. until we, we get relegated, and then they'll have to make a decision, and then he'll go. Bruce wants, well, Bruce wants a payout. He wants a payout, and yeah. I think he will get the payout eventually. It's it's just a matter of case of whether that be in the next couple of weeks, if it'll be in the championship when we're sitting twelfth in the championship with 10 games to go, he's going to get binned at some point. He has to. Wouldn't it because... be mad? Hmm? Wouldn't it be mad if them six players apparently who rang Charlie went, how much is his compensation? Four million. How are lads? How we'll just have in. a whip round. <laughs> Let's <laughs> have a whip round and get him a yeah, We'll chip in. We'll chip in. But right, yeah. the, the, Ashley's, Ashley's pinning on all his hopes that we're going to get Saint back, we're going to get Wilson back and that we'll, we'll have enough 
just to get those points to to sneak over the line. I mean, I, I said this like it, 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 I think it was maybe it's even when Bruce got the job, and like you just kind of laughed a little bit because and when when I said that the only kind of KPI or what he is is asked to do every season is to keep us up. And the, the, there was kind of a, a little bit of thought around, well, you know, surely he's got he's want to got, got to want more than that. He's want to get what they leave. And I was like, he, he his job is to finish minimum a fourth bottom every season. And well, I, I think I think obviously what, what we heard uh, when Bruce first arrived was Bruce was saying that he wanted to take the club forward. He wanted to be challenging for the top ten. Um, it's been far from that. Um, and this is the point where we'll we'll call it a night on this one. Um, Thanks to everybody who has watched tonight. Um, there's been hundreds of years tonight. If you do want to like the video, we'll massively appreciate that. If you want to become a member, even better. If you're listening to the audio podcast, please subscribe to the audio feeds as well, and you'll get every single update from audio podcasts. We've got more stuff coming this week, as always. We do have extra time coming. Um, I'm not sure which day that is going to be recorded, but it will be coming at, at some point this week. We have a live interview and a live question answer part two with Ryan Ryan and Taylor. Ryan? It's not too serious. It's Ryan Taylor. It's one team. person. It's one person. <laughs> Ryan Taylor is coming back on Thursday night at 7.30. So if you do want to tune in for that one, Bessie might even join with to watch along with that one. You might even get a chance Steady to watch on. part one at Steady some point. On. So Ryan Taylor actually approached us to do part two and he, he, he messaged us earlier in the week um, saying that he's looking forward to it because he's got some truths to say about how players should be reacting to this sort of result in a must-win game. Um, so that is going to be a decent one. Um, but yeah, that's it from us this evening. Uh, we do have another podcast. I think, does Daryl do his Magpie memoirs this week? He did say he was going to do one, yes. Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just did. <laughs> um, Daryl does have a, another podcast coming out this week as well, so that will be going out as audio. Um, yeah. Thanks for watching. We we might be back next week with with something as well. Yeah. If now if if not else happens, we, we we probably got plenty of nights free next week to do something. <laughs> so so I'm pretty sure we'll jump on and do something else. And we do have two extra kits to do for Battle of the Kits. Let's see what we'll come up with. Let's see we'll what we'll back, come up with. We'll be back before that for the Bruce out one when he's gone. We'll be back mm. well before this kit one. Don't worry. Fingers crossed. And I think I think Matty might have a podcast coming this week as well. Uh, Matty and Jack. We're hoping to get a couple Hello? of fans. I guess Hello? this is managed. Um, so, so we're hoping to get something there. Um, hope and to get hope. something there. Um, but yeah, thanks very much, everybody. Um, watch what you're doing. Stay safe. Wash your hands, as Bestie always says. And um, once again, congratulations, Mr. Best. Thank you very much. Yes, I'm, um, I'm already knackered. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Tough work, man. All the come. <laughs> Job well done. Cheers, boys. Good night. Wash your hands. Sports Social Podcast Network.